0: Week eight seems to rain on a lot of people's parades, and now there's a fog of doubt on a lot of last year's studs. So whether you're ready to pull the plug on Matt Ryan, going all in on Robbie Anderson, or riding the heater that Jarek McKinnon is on, the Ruts boys are here to serve up takes sweeter than all of your Halloween candy put together. Let's run up the score. you're listening to run up the score a fantasy football podcast hello 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 everybody and welcome to run up the score it's donald here with scott hello and tom hey everybody what are you guys uh dressing up for halloween as a losing fantasy team mm. <laughs> yeah
1: i don't dress up past the weekend i'm i'm older now yeah. and i had to work through the weekend so
0: all right zero fun sir fair enough okay well happy halloween to everybody um We've got a lot of teams dressing up as worse versions of themselves uh, because of the rain and everything. Week eight was a tough one. Another tough one. But right now we gotta get to we gotta get to it because this was a very it was an ugly week, another one, and we gotta kind of try to help everybody figure this out. So let's start with our favorite way to start a week off with some losers. I look around at us, you know what I see? Losers. Star Lord's Losers of the Week. Let's get started. Uh big time week for quarterbacks acting like losers this another week, Scott. one <laughs> yeah so let's go with yours because yours was really the first loser of the week
2: yeah he set the tone for all the losers to come after him and it's Matt Moore uh, not only did his team get absolutely blown out he played atrociously he lost what could have been a potential starting job over Jay Cutler if he played with any semblance of them actually being able to score any points because that would have been an actual upgrade from Jay Cutler. But he goes out there, lands flat on his face, completely tanks, and turns all of Miami against him. He will be back on the bench, and he will be glued there for the remainder of the season.
0: Turns all of Miami against him after they cheered Jay Cutler's injury and chanted, we want more, we want more. Now they want all less. Year. And now now they <laughs> Sometimes they're gonna, less is more. Yeah. They get more but end up getting less somehow. Um really weird to figure out that was just an atrocious week literally the worst possible way that that game could have turned out for the Dolphins Moore looked incompetent the defense was on the field way too long Alex Collins ripped them apart and it's just looking really bad for Miami now I'm going Jameis Winston because Matt Moore you could argue oh you know Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry aren't you know the top tier wide receivers that a, a backup quarterback needs to succeed Well, Jameis played worse than a backup quarterback with Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and Cameron Brait. And, you know, two picks, a lost fumble against Carolina, who's been a very beatable defense so far this year. He threw for 380 yards this year. And I hate to harp on the guy because it's it's just so clear to me that he is very injured and just trying to gut it out in what's already become a pretty lost season for Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, Carolina's defense looked... uh really good which is a pretty nice sign to see for them but uh yeah i mean they they just look lost the bucks you know they just look terrible
1: yeah neither quarterback looked great neither offense looked great neither 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 looked great you know there's nothing not a lot of positives to take out of that except for the fact that maybe the panthers defense is getting back to that culture we brought this up a little bit before that their defense is starting to sturdy up Luke Keekly with a pick. I yeah. always uh, bring him up as a good coverage linebacker. So he did me right on that one.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just nice to see Luke Keekley playing well, too, because when you he, he got news that he had another concussion, especially after how ugly the other one looked, it was just like, oh, boy, like, what's is, are we going to see him again? And the fact that we get to see him and still playing at a high level is is very uplifting. Speaking of uplifting, Tom, who is your loser of the week?
1: I'm going to go with uh, Terrell Pryor. It's. It's 100% over. 100% over.
0: It is over.
1: It's it's well gone. It's behind him. Uh, Crowder puts together a good week. Yep. You know, we're probably going to talk about him today. But in that offense, it could be Dachshund, it could be Crowder, but it won't. Be prior. Yeah. And they yeah. made that clear. It I mean, doesn't,
2: it doesn't even really, sorry, it doesn't no. really seem like Doxson is going to be too involved either. This team just doesn't really seem like they want to actually use their wide receivers. Yes, Doxson did score a junk touchdown, but, you know, it was the, his only one yard catch of the entire day to go with Pryor's zero catches. So they're clearly moving to. If we're going to throw to a big guy, it's going to be a tight end. If we're going to throw to a small guy, it's probably going to be Chris Thompson or yeah. Crowder.
0: Just such a strange game script because of the rain, but that has nothing to do with it because the like Washington was in comeback mode for the entire fourth quarter, and on that final drive when Doxson scored his touchdown, Pryor wasn't even on the field. Yeah, so that's how confident they are in rolling him out there. They don't roll him out there.
2: They should trade like uh, Terrell Pryor and Martavis Bryant to like the Bills. And see if they can like make a serious run or something because they're like two guys that it's like it, it, their usage just makes no sense. That Tyrod Taylor, be so cool. Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> a noted
0: listener to this podcast, is foaming at the mouth right now. Um, yeah, just you know, we could have gone in so many different directions. I'm thinking like Derek Carr. I'm thinking yep. like Cam wasn't that great. Oh, um, Martavis Bryant, Martavis Bryant on the yeah.
2: segment. Matt Ryan had one well. of his best weeks, but couldn't even get the snap from the center. Yeah. I mean, lost two fumbles. I two mean, fumbles, was... just hike, it dropped it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was poor. Oh, it was a mess. Out As there. someone who was, but driving, didn't drop any. I was driving, <laughs> streaming the game on my phone while driving. Very <laughs> safe. <laughs> drive safe, kids. I mean, I, I was hydroplaning. Like, I, I couldn't take a snap yesterday either. <laughs>
0: yeah well thank god you didn't yeah that would have been another thing you were doing while you should have been driving your car (laughs) um with that let's go um we need some heroes this week we need to get ourselves in a better position so let's go to our waiver wire heroes of the week brought to you by the uh dance scene at the end of shrek 2 (laughs) Um, not my favorite movie and i love every movie but uh but yeah we've got some we got some heroes for you um a tough week for heroes too. If we're being completely honest, um, not a lot of guys popping up on the on the radar. A no. lot of guys who we tried to tell you about still going off, but um, but and you a know. lot
2: of them still kind of hiding on the waiver too.
0: Yeah, and we've got so we've got two guys from the Seahawks. Big week for Russell Wilson usually means that those second and third wide receivers pop up on our radar. We've got Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett, and this is a really interesting combo because it seems like one of them is always going off at the expense of the other.
1: Yeah. I think this had a lot to do with their only success coming with play action because they couldn't establish a run, which was kind of Confusing to me why the Texans kept falling for it over and over again. (laughs) Because, like, you didn't have to overplay the run. They had, like, one rushing yard, literally, for the majority of the game. And their only big successes were on play action, which is why I think you saw a little bit less of Doug Baldwin. Harder to get the slot receiver involved when you're rolling out huge like that and someone's getting open down the field. Of course, if you're Russell Russell Wilson, you're going to take that shot because you got a cannon.
0: And if you're a Doug Baldwin shareholder, there's no need to panic right now. I mean, he got deep... He was about to be the recipient of a couple of these deep balls that Wilson was throwing, but Wilson overthrew him twice.
1: And a PI in the end zone. Right. Next play, touchdown, Jimmy Graham. Very unfortunate for the matchup in yep. which I had Doug Baldwin and I was right. playing against Jimmy Graham.
0: <laughs> right. Um, one more wide receiver. The Jaguars are coming off of their bye week. These are guys that are now on our radar again. Um, D.D. Westbrook, interesting name, uh, big-time college production um, just hasn't been healthy enough to get on the field and get reps with that first team offense yet.
2: They just haven't gotten much from Marquise Lee or from Alan Hearns and this was like a big guy coming up out of their draft and
0: a guy that can
2: actually operate out of the slot so he can play with both of them at the same time. He can play outside. It's it's a guy that I was pretty big on coming into the year. So now that he's kind of coming back into the fold, another guy I want to bring up in conjunction with him is Corey Davis, which um, you know, both of these guys are coming back off injury. They're both highly touted rookies, and you know, Odell Beckham carried him after four weeks of an injury in his rookie year through you know one of the greatest runs a receiver's ever gone on. So this kind of stuff can happen. I'm not saying these guys
0: are Odell Beckham, but I am saying they're pretty good and they're probably worth an ad. Yeah, and I mean, you know, health is everything, especially for a young receiver. And this this young, sorry, this rookie wide receiver class has actually underperformed at an incredible rate. Um, so we're hoping that we see some regression to the mean and D.D. Westbrook, Corey Davis. These might be the guys to bring everything back to that, right. that level. Um, let's talk about Alex Collins. He leads the NFL in yards per carry. So if you have someone in your league who already knew that, he's probably not on the on the waiver wire right now. But if he is on the waiver wire in any of your leagues, I think he's absolutely worth a claim. And I think he's worth a very high one at that.
1: I've been looking around in a lot of my leagues, and he is, he's widely available. He's hanging out. More than I would think so and you know the fact that he was leading the league in yards per carry was not broadcasted so far and wide it was kind of a a sneaky stat they weren't giving him the workload that maybe he deserved and I think we got a glimpse of what they might try to do with him and I mean to me he looked very 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 good absolutely
2: yeah he did look really good Um, you know Hopefully he'll actually start to get more carries like this because you know he's just continued to produce and produce. But this is the only game where we he's actually seen like you know upwards of 15 carries. So hopefully the Ravens keep that going. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's segue to our guys who are now back on our waiver wire radar. These are guys that may have been cut or may have just been ignored uh, for the better part of this season now. But uh, certainly we've got our eyes on them. And let's start with the ageless wonder, Vern Daddy, Vernon Davis,
1: Jordan Reed has a hamstring injury now and even if he goes out there healthy now and forever more yeah with it like jordan reed going out there healthy i think it's almost like you can still start vernon davis yeah, he's definitely. had the standalone production but i mean you can almost still start him counting on jordan reed coming up with some new injury not yep. making
2: it through the entire game exactly is what jordan reed to do even
1: if he plays a whole game he sits out for a series or something right. which as it's for a tight end you only need you know that coin flip that is he going to score or is he not going to score and Vernon Davis is a better option than a lot of these people especially coming up on the big bye week weeks that we're yeah, in. yeah we're into it
0: we're in for a couple tough ones in weeks nine and ten obviously Vernon Davis doesn't have the fl- the ceiling that jordan reed has but i think for the rest of the season like vernon davis has a higher floor oddly enough than jordan reed does because you just never know if jordan reed is going to be able to start and finish a game
1: jordan reed has no floor there you go yeah okay i mean really to me he has no floor could easily get zero he could tweak it the moment he steps on the field
0: not even like the ocean floor you wouldn't even give him
1: Mariana's that. trench <laughs> is Jordan Reed's Nice,
0: four. nice reference. Uh, Rex Burkhead's back. He's an interesting this guy week. to look at for this week. You're right, <laughs> another one. But um, he's an interesting guy. He's, he does a lot. Bill Belichick basically just told Robert Kraft, I'm going to sign this guy. And Robert Kraft was like, okay, you've won me five Super Bowls and earned me a lot of money. You can do whatever you want. And so he's back. He's fully healthy. He could be a threat, although it does look like Deion Lewis is quietly winning the Patriots' backfield week to week, so he's going to be an interesting, interesting one to look at.
1: Yeah, James White and Deion Lewis are still safer than Rex Burkhead, but we bring it up. You know, when you bring someone back from injury, you work them in. Yep. And it was a really convincing work performance in. by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was, a, it was a nice showing. I did bring up, you know, you could take a flyer on him last week in the ad drop period. Um, the kind of crappy thing is, is they go on a bye this week, right? So, but.
0: That does kind of take people off of his scent Sure, if you feel like you're deep at running back and you don't need that immediate help for Week 9.
1: It's all roster construction dependent. Um, Someone who might need to make some moves may drop some of these guys, may drop a Deion Lewis, may drop a Rex Burkhead, and you might be the benefactor by picking them up during their
0: bye. Uh, Travis Benjamin led the Chargers in targets yesterday. He leads them in big plays. He also leads them in safeties, unfortunately. Um, that was
1: one of the worst that was punt a, returns I've ever seen in my entire life. Hard to imagine one, one that worst, went worse. One of the worst
0: <laughs> plays ever. Yeah, that was ugh, He awful. got the ball
2: at the 7 and ran all the way back into the end zone.
1: He, it looked like he made sure of it.
2: He's like, all right, let me get my feet in. Yeah. I would accuse
1: right, him of like shaving points if he didn't go off <laughs> yeah. for the rest yeah. of it. Because he yeah. had a great day. I think he's definitely usurped uh, Tyrell Williams. We can, oh, yeah. we can say that now. I'd much rather be owning him than Tyrell Williams. Philip Rivers had a kind of disappointing day. We'll get into that in the reviews of it all, but I'm yeah. still I'm still reeling from uh, yeah. my trust in him in my fan duel. It was a
2: rough fill day. For Tough sure. fill day. But you know, Travis Benjamin can get open, man. He's got burner speed. And if he's gonna see nine targets like he did this week, then you gotta add him Absolutely.
0: Um let's go to a couple of guys. We're just talking about if they got dropped by someone who is impatient with your league. Uh we'll start with Greg Olson. He's gonna test out his injured foot this week. Um if that test goes well, they're going to look to play him maybe not this week, but definitely week 10, which would be a huge boost if someone who was really desperate had to drop him while he was on IR.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like an Iron Man type. So once he gets back there, I expect him to be fully healthy and like a a full go, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't think Ed Dixon creeps into his share anymore. No, It no. would be RIP Ed Dixon and let's go Greg Olson. Oh, I believe yeah. it
2: was – Three weeks ago, um, when Ed Dixon had that really big game, they asked Cam Newton, uh, what do you think about Ed Dixon? And he said, Greg Olson comes back in a month. So wow. He, that's messed up. It is mean. Typically it's very Cam. Mean. It's very mean. GREG, but, but Coming yeah. back, baby. Yeah, and he's going he's gonna to spit some hot fire on the field, I think, when he gets back, <laughs> as long as he's healthy enough.
0: Let's stick with tight ends then. Uh, Jack Doyle went nuts against Cincinnati. 12 catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown.
1: 16 targets for a tight end you can't buy that on the street and you, oddly enough you kind of can buy that on the street in fantasy leagues because out there. he's widely available so with these bye weeks coming up you know Gronk on bye um, what's his name Kyle Rudolph on bye right. you know there's there's good tight ends that people own and only own one that are on bye so you're going to have to pick up Guys like Jack Doyle, and maybe you keep him on your roster if this if this continues. Because over the last couple weeks, he's been getting the peppering. And yeah. if he
0: continues to play well, he's an interesting trade piece with the fantasy football trade deadline coming up.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Isaiah Crowell, great game in London. Um, basically got it all in the first half. But also, Duke Johnson left the London game with a concussion. We don't know his availability he's yet.
1: actually already cleared uh, the protocol. Oh, well, wow. that's good. But nice, worth noting, if uh, <laughs> yeah. if the Browns,
0: it's worth noting, though, because if the Browns do feel like they can run downhill on a team, Crowell still does have some value. It's just a matter of, can you identify when the Browns are going to feel confident with their downhill running game?
1: If I still owned him, um, and I actually just rostered him last week, I didn't start him or anything, I just noticed he was available, right. and I had a spot to burn, I would try to trade him. And I'm going to try to trade him this week. You know, someone just yeah. saw, you know, he had a good performance. They might know. They might think Duke Johnson's still in the concussion protocol mm-hmm. or whatever. If you can swindle someone and, uh, you know, position scarcity, he's worth a little bit more. Yeah.
2: Yeah. One thing I was going to say that I think is a little interesting about the, the Browns and what I think that they should try to do is they should try to mirror what the Bears do where, like they know that they can't throw at all so they just feed carries to Jordan Howard and, and use Duke Johnson as much as they can kind of like the Bears do with Howard and Cohen they don't really seem to do that because they keep getting behind but maybe this week with Crowell playing a little better they start to say maybe we can lean on him a little
0: bit yeah and with Johnson a little banged up they're going to be jet lagged coming back from London I mean that's a kind of game where you want to lean on your running back so I think we might see another strong week for Isaiah Crowell this week we'll have to Get back to you on that with well, our week ten, week nine preview.
1: I would, I would suspect that they could have a good week this week if they were not on bye. Right.
2: Fair enough. Well, they'll they'll have a good week this week compared to all the other weeks. Fair enough. Because n- yeah. they won't get a loss. Can't lose. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, let's go to our guys that we tried to tell you about. Uh, let's start with Marvin Jones. He had a great game, great yards per catch kind of game, um, and made just a ton of big plays against the Steelers. A lot of those times, he was being covered by Artie Burns. So a very interesting week for Marvin Jones.
1: Yeah, my shut-it-down wide receiver, Marvin Jones. <laughs> um, that was, you know, only my only out here is that I was anticipating Golden Tate not playing. Right, right. But, I mean, he still got the Artie Burns and he, he did me dirty there. Yeah. Um, we said you should roster him. Yep. And I was just saying maybe don't start him. So be happy that he did that on your bench because now you have him.
0: Right. Um, DeAndre Washington looked every part like the winner of the who's the back, who's the Raiders backfield favorite going forward. Um, Jalen Rashard didn't do a whole lot. DeAndre Washington lost a fumble. Uh, so did Jalen Rashard, by the way. But um, he looked strong, and I think you know he's definitely got to be putting some pressure on the Raiders coaching staff to say, hey, you know we don't need to use Marshawn. Much well, I don't
2: think I think the the Raiders look seem like they're going full throw mode because over the past two weeks they've thrown the ball almost a hundred times. Um, is that a lot? That, that's a whole lot. Though. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but Washington has shown capability, especially this week as a receiving back. Yeah. So that's caught a, good a caught a receiving touchdown, and he's got some power between the tackles. So you know this is a speculative ad that he could start to eat into that work share. Right.
0: Marshall. How about Robbie Anderson? Has the breakout finally happened that we were expecting to be
1: year-long? Kind of, and here's why I think that, is his target share is really starting to increase, which was the problem in the beginning, but which is what we were on to him from last year for. Because he was getting a lot of targets at the end of the year, and then coming into the beginning of this year, he was just a deep ball threat guy. Right. But now he's actually out-targeting Jermaine Curse. And I think he's kind of becoming the one over there, even though we were saying looks like Curse is the one. Robbie's a deep ball guy. Now it's kind of shifting again, right. and I guess you just got to keep up with that kind of stuff, you know? Robbie Anderson, right now, seemingly a great play, hundred yards and a touchdown, can't knock that. Absolutely,
2: yeah, I got got to ride the hot hand, and Robbie's hot right yeah, now. there's a,
0: there's a
1: lot I of I love peop- that.
2: There's
0: a lot of people <laughs> who are going to be desperate too, and the Jets' pass offense continues to be one of fantasy football's best kept secrets this year. Because they're actually pretty good.
2: Tough matchup for them coming up Thursday
0: night against the Bills, but
2: we'll see what McCown Speed
0: got kills. All right, let's move to uh Muhammad Sanu. He's back. He scored another he scored a touchdown against the Jets. Great catch. As it were, on a great catch. Was almost man catch Monday, but we're still sending our thoughts out to uh Zach Miller. Brutal injury. Yeah. You know, on the level of pretty much any other gruesome injury you've ever seen. And it was a
1: touchdown for us, Zach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. uh
2: Crazy that he almost lost his leg too, but it's seeming like he's gonna be in the clear with that, which is great to hear because the NFL would have had their hands
0: full. Yeah, going back that happened. Going back to Mohamed Sanu though, he's rosterable right now. He's outscoring
1: Julio Jones, I think. He's got that Jersey Juice baby. He was playing in the Meadowlands or East Rutherford and MetLife, whatever you want to call it these days. (laughs) And uh, he was a Rutgers guy, so he was happy to be back in Jersey in his gold shoes,
2: showing out. PPR, he's gone double digits every single week besides the one he got hurt
0: in. Wow.
2: So he's he's rocks up. Pretty
0: off. good. Uh Marlon Mack, interesting play. You know, they basically shared the backfield, he and Frank Gore, and they both turned in a serviceable day, but Mack does get the touchdown.
1: And a slight edge in uh touches.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's I think it's kind of turning over. And like I said, I really think that I think the Colts might try to trade Frank Gore. I mean, the more games
2: they lose, the less sense it, it makes, makes for to him. play Frank Gore. Yeah. And the more sense it means to say, all right, let's give Mac a shot and let's see what and he see can what do. Got, and yeah. it's, it's it's slow playing into that, I think. Yep. So if he's out there, it's a good long-term ad. There
1: right. are TY rumors as well. Yeah, wow. I was
0: actually going to save some of that for the for the for um, when we're done with the waiver wire. Well, that's heroes. a sneak little peek. It hey. sure is. Um, <laughs> Juju on. Smith-Schuster, what a week the guy had. You know, he had the Martavis issue on Instagram. He's playing well. He gets his bike stolen that he takes to work. Comes out that he's actually studying for his test. Alejandro Villanueva is lending him his like massive pickup truck to take his driver's test during their bye week. <laughs> He catches a 97 yard touchdown, the youngest player to score a 90 plus yard touchdown in NFL history. Hashtag stats. He ends up going, what was it, seven for 200 in the touchdown? Right. Pretty much 200. Yeah, so he, he had an Antonio Brown game. They asked
2: him about the 97 yard touchdown. And I don't like, uh, if you guys were watching live, he kept looking over his shoulder, looking over his shoulder, and like making a little turn, looking over his shoulder. And they were like, why did you keep looking back? Why didn't you just go? And he's like, well, they rated me an 82 speed in Madden, so I figured one of these D backs was actually going to catch me. So I guess I guess I'm a little quicker than that.
0: Juju Smith-Schuster does something he every rocks. week to make me so happy. The touchdown <laughs> celebration. He served as the lifting bench for Le'Veon right. Bell. I mean, he's great. He's so great for the Steelers. He adds a little bit more flavor to an already uh, what's flavorful, the word? flavorful. flavorful offense. Yeah, yeah, a very flavorful offense.
1: Yeah, and he's just extremely endearing. Yes, yeah, he's miss. awesome. I mean, and then he he's twenty-year-old kid having the time of his life. And he tweeted out um, the the quote that they had on him as a draft prospect. Oh Did yeah, you, yeah. I retweeted it on our account at RutsFF. Says Juju Smith-Schuster draft scouting report: will struggle to separate from NFL cornerbacks. Wrong. Not a deep threat. Wrong. Not a precise route runner. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> and a picture of him burning them. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's and awesome. Ben's
0: rules. Ben's really starting to trust him, which is scary because you know. Once he gets trust with a second receiver, it's only good things for Bell and Brown, too, because it's less attention on those two. No doubt. Last guy for waiver wire heroes. I feel like he, this guy, more so than anybody else, is tied to his quarterback's success um, and injury history. We've got uh, Jeremy Macklin. I don't trust him with Ryan Mallett, if Ryan Mallett starts against the um whoever the Ravens play this week. They
2: play the Titans, and I guess you're pretty fair in not trusting him, but I think he's still worth an add. If you're one of these guys that are that are beat up on buys and you need somebody who's going to get targets and who is fast enough to go out there and make a play because nobody else on the Ravens is, so, so why not Macklin? He's, right. he's done it pretty much all year as long as he's been healthy for the Ravens.
0: Right. So let's move on now. The trade deadline is today on Halloween. Um, so if you see a guy in a different uniform – It's not a Halloween costume. He got traded. Um, We've got a lot of interesting pieces. The trade deadline, I think, is somewhere around like 3 or 4 p.m. I believe it's 4 o'clock. Right. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, there's still some time to check the news. So we don't really know if any of this is going to happen. We're just going off of what we've heard, names that have come up as rumors. And let's start, Tom, with the guy that you alluded to, T.Y. Hilton. I don't think the Colts are going to get a deal where they feel like they're going to get the value back that they're giving away if they trade T.Y. Hilton.
1: I feel like that makes sense same as like a fantasy prospect here. Like people would be trying to buy low on T.Y. Hilton. And I think the Colts are smart enough to not do that.
2: Right. Yeah. And realize like they have Andrew Luck and they, exactly. and they need somebody to throw to. And yeah. they
1: of course have a great rapport yeah. with each other and the reps that oh, they yeah. have together. So many
2: <laughs> countless, but I, you know, I let's not get everybody too excited because a lot of trades typically don't happen. Yeah. At yeah. the NFL deadline, it's very rare that like a big name gets moved. So, you know, Is Calvin Johnson going to come back from the Lions and and get traded to the Eagles? Probably not. Is Jimmy Graham... Going to get traded from the Seahawks after a two touchdown game, he looked good. Are they going to trade him to for this the team left he tackle? Played. Right? Are they going to tra- Are they going to trade him for this for this left tackle that they're supposedly willing to? Who knows? But you know they might. But yeah, it's all they mights and and a lot of skepticism right. at this point. But it's definitely interesting to to like fantasize about and think like, oh, what if he went here and he went there?
0: I will give one name who I think it would serve him well to be traded, Eric Ebron. If you watched that game last night like they were booing him mercilessly oh, yeah. for dropping a pass that Stafford threw way too high. And it was really incredible that Ebron even got a hand to it. And, you know, they're like sarcastically cheering when he makes two huge catches on their potential game winning drive. And, you know, it's, it's just such a bad situation. He's frustrated. I think the coaching staff is frustrated with him. I would love to see Eric Ebron get a change of scenery just for his like, mental health more yeah. than anything yeah. like i've pretty much already given up any chance of him being on my fantasy football roster for this year but like if he m- got traded to a tight end needy team i think it would be a very interesting outlook for him going forward
1: yeah i mean uh somewhere he could go is like the chicago bears now that zach miller's gonna be right out for probably career yeah um but something that we didn't mention is the the guy behind him sims is actually a decent option to keep an eye on i wouldn't add him yet but he's been getting a lot of targets Do you mean fells no on, on the bears oh on the bears right. Okay. so right. the guy okay. so okay. fells is obviously a de- decent option too they play the browns week 10 so Ooh. there's always that oh. right but i hope ebron gets traded just for that reason because if they're both out there i won't know which one to play right absolutely right, <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> okay so now let's get into the slate we had a doozy of a defensive shutdown Uh, For the Thursday night game, Ravens-Dolphins. Whoa, that was ugly.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) I can't believe Kiko Alonso
0: wasn't ejected or suspended from that hit on Flacco. And I know the the speed thing, I I understand that argument, but you got to know that you can't do that to a quarterback.
1: I think the quarterbacks, because it happened again in one of the other games. It wasn't um, as egregious, obviously. Right. But I think the quarterbacks, and I can't remember who it was, but I think the quarterbacks really just got to start sliding with their heads back. Why do they keep sliding with their heads up like like sitting
2: up? Yeah. And one of the things that I personally, you know, me and Don had a little back and forth while the game was going on, talking about Alonso and, and Flacco and what had happened. Flacco slides Maybe a half a step away from the first down marker if that's Dak Prescott He rips through that first down if you don't lay him out and you can't treat them differently You just you just can't treat them differently So Kiko Alonso comes in full speed to a guy who's already sliding and yeah It looked ugly and it was bad and was there a chance he could have maybe avoided drilling him square on his head with his
1: shoulder Maybe, but I've never yeah. hit somebody going that fast. Right. But, but what
0: we I'm, can't that's know for sure. I, and yeah. I, I get that. That's it's why just, I'm saying it really gotta, eked me out.
1: They got to tilt their heads back further if they don't want to yeah. get hit in them. Right. right. That's. It's either you're trying to get hit in the head or you don't want to get hit in the head. So if you get hit in the head while you're trying to get hit in the head, <laughs> you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes.
0: Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, speaking of stupid games, the London game, Vikings Browns. <laughs> um, the Browns gave it all they could, and then they turned into the Browns. Fumble on their first offensive snap and on their first drive in the second half, missed a field goal on the second one. The Vikings take the lead, they never look back. Adam Thielen gets his first touchdown. That was D- good, D, too. Good great, celebration. great defense. Um, you know, Wide open. I think Stephon Diggs really he just
2: walked to the back of the end zone, I he think stood there. Sorry, Don. I
0: think Stephon Diggs really brought something back to that Vikings offense. You know, Case Keenum looked a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident in the second half with Diggs kind of Plain, getting back to speed. Yeah, now. exactly. Kyle um,
1: Rudolph made made us look good.
0: Yeah, Ooh, with a big catch. But oh,
2: I, I forgot to tell you, I went with Jimmy Graham instead of Kyle Rudolph. Mm. Trusted my my instincts Whew. on that one. Thank God.
0: Almost didn't work out. Uh, Chargers Patriots. Outside of the Melvin Gordon 87 yard touchdown run. Hashtag what foot injury. Um, the Chargers were really stymied by the Patriots' defense. Now, two weeks in a row, the Patriots' defense hasn't looked terrible. Yeah, there. We I don't know what to make about of this
1: it. earlier. There was a big Travis Benjamin play that got called back, which would have made the Patriots look a little crappier and make Phil's numbers look a little bit better. Right. Um, I'm not ready to say the Patriots' defense has fixed it because them fixed is a different thing. Yeah. So, um, right now I'm still gonna look to exploit the Patriots' defense in fantasy. I wish it went a little better than it did. Yeah. But such is life. Yeah,
2: it's a couple quarterbacks in a row that, that I thought were gonna have big games against them that didn't. So it's getting me to start to think a little differently about the Patriots. And but like you said, I'm not I'm not going all in on, on giving up because Melvin Gordon's out here ripping off eighty five
1: yard touchdowns against He can team. do
0: that to anybody. Right. Bears Saints, it was slow, it was ugly, it was low scoring. Can I can I cut
1: you off just to bring something up?
0: You never stops. Floor's you yours.
1: <laughs> well, what I'm saying is Chris Hogan did leave with an injury. Mm-hmm. So we can monitor that. A good Patriot to add in the meantime would be Amendola. They go into the bye, but I mean theoretically Amendola fills the slot.
0: Yes, no doubt. All right, Bears Saints, it was ugly. The Saints won. Uh it seems like Drew Brees is okay with taking a back seat to Ingram and Kamara because they've powered them to this now. What is it? Is it five or is it six games?
1: Not sure. Don't five. It's five.
0: They've had their bye.
1: Five
2: straight W's. So just like everyone thought the Saints were going to come in this year, they're going to run the ball hard and they're going to play good fundamental defense with Adrian Peterson and keep and keep, you know, <laughs> churning out wins. Just yep. just like the Saints always do. Yep. Hey,
1: bold prediction of mine. Uh, well, looking good. Saints D one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot more
0: looking good. Very good.
1: Hey, uh, Kamara and Ingram can obviously both coexist as fantasy assets. You don't have to choose one or the other. Like nope. you can start them both. Even if you owned both of them, trying to hedge your bets on early on um you can play them both same yeah. week i yeah. wouldn't even care
0: you could start them both panthers bucks this one was super ugly um panthers made enough plays to win can't wait till we get to a good game the buccaneers didn't well <laughs> yeah. get get ready to wait because we're, we got a long way to, before texan Steelers. um yeah Texans, i mean uh, yeah the, what's that like week 16 Texans Steelers. <laughs> yeah it's christmas day yeah we've got um yeah i don't know panthers bucks was ugly
1: yeah, not much to take away. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he Stinks. almost slid into the losers of the week section. Yeah. I mean, his yards per carry are anemic. Non-existent. Yeah. Laughable. And, and the only thing that's Sour bailing stewards. him out is the uh, <laughs> points per reception. Yep. Cameron Artis Payne got some run in the beginning of the game. They tried to give him some goal line looks. They got to do something. He couldn't and punch he... it in, and then they give it to Stewart. goes over the top, which Stewart was like, uh-uh, you're not. If you're nah, not going to take advantage nah. of it, I'm back. Yeah, bad. yeah,
2: you're gonna, yeah. But yeah. Payne had one good carry, which was, like, he had, like, 11-yard carry, which was probably the longest run for a Panthers running back all yep. season. So, <laughs> good for him. Um,
0: Niners-Eagles, Wentz looked good, not great, but you can be good, not great, and still hammer the 49ers. Uh, my only question from this game is, when are the Niners going to go back to Brian Hoyer? Because Bethard's not. not giving them anything. They're
2: not going to go back to Brian Hoyer, I don't think, Uh he gives them a better chance to win. It looks like, and they're clearly trying to go in the opposite direction of winning. Uh, the Eagles didn't even need to try in this game; like yeah. they felt like they weren't even trying until yes. late in the second half, where they were like, "All right, Wentz, uh, you can go sling some touchdowns now." And he just fired off a quick two. And it was like, "Okay, wait." Yeah, yeah they
0: got to pick. They had a pick six fall in their lap. Yeah,
1: and they didn't give it to Smallwood at all, which was Not a all. little uh, confusing because they they went with Clement instead, um, almost like a swap of responsibility as far as yep. we had seen with no indications otherwise. Mm-hmm. And um, so right now, I mean, if you rostered Smallwood, you, it seems like he's a droppable asset. Maybe he's not as healthy as he was, you know, coming off the injury, getting worked right. in last week. Maybe he didn't feel too hot. Um, I expected him to be more involved, especially versus such a soft target. Blunt gets in the end zone, which was good. I mean, you know, we late were, too, right? We Yeah, late. The, the game script went just differently than I thought. But you know, Glad Blunt still got his yeah. his his touches in.
0: If you have Jake Elliott, would you pick up a different kicker during the Eagles' Week Ten bye to save him? Because he's I, been killing it this year. He
1: has been, but I don't value kickers. There's yeah. there's there's usually one out there, and you might be able to just get him right back. True. Yeah,
2: there's a there's a chance you get him right back, and there's a, like a lot of a lot of kickers out there are, are putting up some some decent numbers. So I think fair that, enough. If you want
1: to hold him, Don, you
2: can hold him. I was gonna I know say he's been your boy. Yeah, but if you're if you really need
0: to let him go, you can let right. him go. With
1: I've got him too. I know you were a Cairo Santos guy. I'm a and big.
0: I'm a big. I'm a very. I'm a very monogamous kicker.
1: Guy. <laughs> well, then you know when he went I picked down. I pick my
0: guy and I and I stick with him. When
1: he went down, you filled up completely on yep, him, right? Yep. Yeah. So I understand your quandary because yep. I do have him in the Cairo Santos league that I had, and I've been happy with him, yep. but. You know, the snips, yeah. they might be coming.
0: I guess they'd have to. Uh, Falcons, Jets, at this point, rain, can rain, we rain, give rain. up on the Falcons offense figuring it out?
1: I mean, that, while well, I was watching, you know, I was streaming it on my phone, all these games, and that, the the camera looked like it was shot in like 480p. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the fog and the rain and yeah. everything, it was just awful. What hardship watching in 480p. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, just so tough for us.
2: Yeah, it was really, really ugly. I thought it was interesting that Tevin Coleman got more carries than Devontae Freeman. I think De- that's something to, to try and pay attention to. Uh. He got
1: a little dinged, Devontae Freeman, but he, he stayed in the game. Yep. Uh, he'll probably, it's not something that's going to keep him out next week in my estimation. Yeah, right. Although, but Tevin Coleman always, you know, sneaky useful, man. I have right. brought that up before. I know he he burned me uh, yeah. versus, the pa- versus the Patriots, but he's sneaky useful. And yeah, now we
0: know, though, like if they get if one of these guys gets dinged up, they're just going to keep him out, preserve him, and roll with the other one. So if you're a Devonta Freeman shareholder, you know now you know that that's a possibility. So you just got to be careful, got to make sure that you know he's not the linchpin of your entire team. You're going to need to make sure that you're making the right calls at all your other positions as well, because you can't just count on Freeman playing through an injury and getting you what you need. Um, Colts Bengals, I was surprised the Colts. The Colts had this game. Put away and then they coltsed.
2: Yeah, the pick six. This was one of the only good games of the whole weekend. Yeah, it was exciting. Both teams scored in the 20s, which was a surprise. Whoa, I surprise. Yeah, it, it stayed relatively dry on the field. And, uh, you know, all the guys who you were really starting in fantasy, besides maybe T.Y. Hilton, turned in actually a pretty decent day. So. Yeah. There was one game this weekend that uh, went to plan.
0: <laughs> um, for those of you who have been on Mix and watch, hoping that he'll finally be that you know sleeper league winner for you, he did get his highest snap share and his highest touch total in a, in the past few weeks. Um, you know he didn't turn it into a whole lot. It was a lot it of it was on that sixty yard catch. It was
1: actually ugly, if you ask me, because most of it was on that catch. He had eleven rushes for eighteen yards. Against yeah. the Colts. Against the Colts. So that, I think we're entering. I don't want to call him overrated because it just, it, it makes it just me seem didn't like happen such yet. a, like a, like a guy on a couch yelling at a professional athlete. Right. Which is like <laughs> right. what I, I don't want to say he's overrated. It's like an insult. But I think maybe a little overhyped as far as fantasy goes. For sure. Like he's certainly a talent. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think right now he's p- giving you that fantasy output that you may have hoped. Right. Because this is the perfect matchup.
0: Yeah,
2: Bengals yeah. line has been trashed too. It doesn't help.
0: Yeah. Uh, Raiders, Bills. Speaking of offenses who just may never get it going, the Raiders. Um, they look great last week against the Chiefs. They go to Buffalo. They get the buzz Carr throws two picks. Uh, they had a they had two fu- two lost fumbles. I mean, it was it was ugly.
2: Yeah, it was very ugly. The Bills defense does that. The Bills want to play in games like that are that are ugly type games for the other team. That's fully within their advantage. Oakland played right into their hands. I think throwing the ball fifty times, they only ran the ball one time in the second half. I believe one or two times the whole second half. You know, you're not going to beat a Bills defense that's this disciplined and has played this this year that well without any balance.
1: Absolutely, they're kind of getting Belichickian over there. It's like if you if you're not playing well we don't care if you're a superstar we'll ship you out and right. we're still gonna do our thing over here and it's kind of cool I, i'm kind yeah. of liking the bills M- right now mcdermott
2: lot. really doesn't get any credit for what he's done with, with what he's. has i think a lot of the reason is because he's been the driving force behind getting all these guys out so everyone's kind of like it's on him anyway but it is
0: paying off well they got gettelman too the guy from uh carolina Right, I think he came up and he took over as their GM. And you know uh, he doesn't like veterans, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, just yeah, I mean, McDermott as coach of the year wouldn't shock me. I know Doug oh, Peterson the definitely has a battle come. of the
2: mix. McVay and
0: uh, McDermott, I think, yeah. are, are the front runners right That's now. That's a good one. Uh, Washington, Dallas. The speaking of the rain, um, it just didn't slow down Zeke and he had another monster 33 carries 150 yards two touchdowns he had a third that was called back by a penalty which i think if i remember correctly it that one was short. pretty suspect no yeah. and that touchdown was not short yeah right. it was a long one yeah, he would have um, been
1: uh one of the high scorers of the week even though he kind of already was obviously when zeke is going like that it's gonna affect the pass catchers in that offense you see dak turn in probably his worst fantasy performance of the especially
2: it was like a it was like a perfect storm.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: nice <laughs> because of all the rain. Uh, yeah. You know, it was like, all right, why would we give the ball to anybody else? Right, Zeke's churning, and uh, hopefully, you know, you guys were able to capitalize on that and like DraftKings, FanDuel, that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, for Washington, you know, Thompson's gonna just do what he does, and he's got a very high floor. And if he scores, he can really turn your matchup around. But he's really trustable at this point. The only problem with Chris Thompson is that they just don't feature him.
2: And In I feel like if they respect, like they just just they don't give him carries. They don't give he gets him more targets than any receiver, really. On
0: right, team. but I
1: mean, like he's not a three-down back. Yeah, they're not right, using right. him
0: between I, the tackles. They're not using him. Right, you know, okay. when they're yeah, when the game's yeah. tied or when they have like right. when they're up.
1: I'm not sure he has the the physical makeup to. Carry right and he was hurt the
0: whole, the whole time he was at florida state yeah. so yeah, it, I, it does make sense they don't want to bang
1: him up i, yeah.
2: I would assume because he's so good yeah he's so dynamic
0: he's rob so
1: kelly good. uh kind of healthy in this in this got in this a touchdown go. yeah eight rushes 19 yards and a touchdown so he's more of like a standard play obviously yeah. if you're in a ppr league you're gonna prefer thompson but you know he's a goal line guy. He's very powerful, and as long as he gets a little bit more healthy, they're gonna you're gonna see him down there at yeah. the goal. Skins line.
2: can't run it, man. They they can't get anything going on the ground.
0: And I know it's tough to say because he only had one catch and it came in the fourth quarter. But Josh Doxson, I think, is gonna continue to be featured over Terrell Pryor. So if you if you've already been burned by Pryor, I mean, you can Go drop him and pick up Doxson. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's gonna be a little bit better than Pryor was because he's just been there enough. To know what to do. Yeah, not And Captain Kirk gets it done.
1: To, not gonna take much to be better than Brock. Yeah. Kirk getting it done. Yeah. Uh, he didn't quite get it done this week though, did he? Fantasy wise. I'm not no, sure.
0: But neither did Dak in the same Kirk, yeah. conditions. So yeah. I'm not Had a rough day putting it against him. I uh, he did lose two lose a fumble um, and throw a
2: pick. One thing we didn't bring up for the Cowboys, uh Zeke ruling should be coming uh, to yesterday. probably 10 minutes yesterday. after we're done recording this yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, uh, Darren McFadden, if if Zeke's down, Alfred Morris, if Zeke's down, you know, these these are guys that are very much worth an ad, but we're crossing our fingers and hoping Zeke plays all year yeah, he's because rolling. he's right Yeah, he's now. going great.
1: If it hasn't come out yet, I mean, don't hold your breath. These things take a little while. Right. There's a day of the week where it has to come out by mm-hmm. or Zeke is going to get to play again like we've seen. Right. Um, but this... And this is, you know, what they're saying now. We've been dealing with this stuff since literally before the season started. But they're saying this is the big one. This should determine if he's going to play the rest of the year or take the suspension.
0: Just like the other big one that we had about a month and a half ago. And the other big one in August. And, you know, I've stopped pretending that I know what's going to happen with Zeke. And, you know, we'll see, I guess, whatever. I'm happy I don't have him. Well, I'm also mad too, but, um, <laughs> but game, <that's> fancy. <laughs> game of the week, maybe game of the year, Texans-Seahawks, it's over. Deshaun Watson's the realest that we've seen in a long time. He was awesome. Um, if his defense could have stopped a nosebleed, he probably would have... Came out as a winner, yeah, although he but, did throw that yeah. pick six to Earl Thomas.
2: But a lot of a lot of credit has to go to Russell Wilson too. I mean, yeah, he really Russell Wilson starting and, to build his MVP case yet yeah, again. Yeah, you know he just had another game where he was just dealing, spotting everybody. Lockett had like seven or eight catches.
0: Tom or uh,
2: Richardson goes for six catches and two touchdowns. Jimmy Graham has two touchdowns. Baldwin's involved. He's spreading it everywhere, and they can't run worth a damn. So. This is an interesting offense right now. I think incredibly interesting moving forward.
0: Maybe one of my favorite stats of the week Russell Wilson, 482 total yards. The Seattle offense as a unit officially had 479 total yards. So Russell <laughs> Wilson amazing. outgained his entire team. It's um, amazing. It, it, it's possible. I just can't. I'm like, I feel like I'm back in like calculus in high school and i'm just like uh yeah i'm writing this answer down and i'm fine Whatever. limit does not exist (laughs) not to russell wilson's greatness apparently uh let's get to the sunday night game we figured it would be a defensive struggle it was a defensive struggle um the lions can't put the ball in the end zone when they get to the red zone and the steelers found juju smith schuster for a 97 yard touchdown on third and ten From the three-yard line, obviously. On a straight streak, right through the middle of the Lions defense. And even, like, if you – they showed the replay on NBC. It was amazing. Like, they saw Ben. He's just like, hey, Juju. And he just points right to the middle of the field. And so, Juju just ran right to where Ben pointed. Ben threw it to where he pointed. He caught it and ran straight into the end zone. And And then we didn't
1: mention he locked up the bike on the sideline. How did we not mention that?
0: We – we don't deserve Juju Smith Schuster. We really do like I don't know what we did to get him, but I'm so happy we got him.
1: And we're gonna have him for a long, long time. If you're a dynasty player out there and he's available somehow, which he's not, um, but if you have him, be thankful keeper he's candidate a young, too for next year. He's a young, young man. Yeah. So you're gonna to want to keep him for a long time.
0: The youngest man. He's the youngest player in the NFL. Yep. Doesn't not even old enough to drink.
1: Yeah. But he can ha- I'll buy him a beer. Any day, any day.
0: <laughs> I think his birthday is in August, but that's a total guess. Um, so we got one more <laughs> game tonight: Broncos, Chiefs. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, if you need Tyreek Hill, you get it. Hopefully, if you need Kareem Hunt, you get it. I got. I'm. Um, I have one league. I think I need Travis Kelsey to outscore Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill by four. That's not going to happen. Um, but happen every should day. be an interesting game, though, if the Chiefs' offense can kind of get deep i mean we talked about it during the week eight preview i mean tyree kill just has a flair for the dramatic against the broncos in the two games that they played last year he had a touchdown over 50 yards and in the first time they played he had two three so three sorry yeah mm, whoops okay that's gonna do it for this week's episode we are gonna be back on thursday morning for you with a week nine preview it's a very heavy bye week week nine is uh so we're gonna be have all of your stardom sit advice all of our plum picks and here and uh Shut it down to the week. You'll be looking for that Thursday morning, and again, keep your eye on Twitter. The trade deadline is going to be coming on uh, this afternoon. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, so uh, it should be a very interesting one. A lot of big names on the board, like we highlighted. If you would like to access the show before Thursday and during the weekend, remember you can always hit us up on Twitter at Rutsff. You can also find our Man Catch Monday on Instagram at Rutsff, and you can also find us individually on Twitter. Scott is at Wagsff. Tom is at Hillier FF. I am at Wise So Serious. And once again, our show handle is at Ruts FF. We hope everybody has a great week. We hope you get your waiver claims in and ready to go. And we will see you on Thursday. But until then, keep scoring. Baby, we were born today.